Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Gas South District's That's the Ticket, the ultimate podcast exploring all things Gas South District and a source for insights to events on campus and discussions on the wider entertainment and tourism industry. Please welcome the host of our show, Stan Hall, CEO of Gas South District and Explore Gwinnett. Hello and welcome to That's the Ticket podcast. In fact, welcome to the inaugural version of this podcast as today is our very first episode. When I was uh, thinking about our first episode and knowing the purpose of this podcast, any and everything about Gas South District, I thought that today we would discuss how the campus actually came to exist and there's no better source on the history of this topic than our inaugural guest today, Miss Charlotte Nash. Charlotte, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Stan, for the invitation. Glad to be here. I think I would find it um, a little hard to believe that there's anyone who doesn't know Charlotte, but just in case there is, and this also uh, gives me an opportunity to brag about the bio (laughs) of Miss Nash here. Let me tell you a couple of things about her. Uh, Most recently, Charlotte served as the elected chairwoman of the Gwinnett County Board of Commissioners, retiring in 2022. Uh, Before that, she was in the private sector as a co-founder of a consulting firm. Prior to that, she was the county administrator, which if you don't know what that is, that's sort of like the CEO of a company. And she also served as the finance director for Gwinnett County in the past as well. She is currently serving on the ATL board as a representative of our area here. She's a proud UGA grad, and she and her husband Michael live in the Harbins area, and she is a lifetime Gwinnett County resident, mm-hmm. something that Charlotte and I brag about all the time. You got it. it. Not many of us, are they? <laughs> Not our age, anyway. <laughs> so, Charlotte, did I miss anything about leading up to who you are and what you've done? Well, I want to correct one thing. I left office at the end of 2020. Oh, okay. So okay. I don't want to take those two years uh, away from my successor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my mistake, and thank you uh, for no, correcting no, no, me a little no, bit. No worries. Uh, that that uh, pretty much sums things up, uh, other than I will brag about the fact that Michael and I celebrated our 50 well, congratulations. Last year. So, Good for you. Uh, uh, we think it's probably going to last night. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I, think you're in, I think you're in pretty good shape. So, Charlotte, I want to talk to you about, uh, obviously, the show is to talk about Gas South District a little right. bit. And <clears throat> Gas South District has become a pretty large area, sort of an extensive mm-hmm. organization that does so many things. But I want to start back for our listeners today and talk about the very beginning before there was anything even on this campus. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that conversation, those decisions that were made that led up to the initial building that was put here, and just sort of how we got this whole thing started. Well, we have to go back to the mid-'80s. And, uh, of course, the first uh, project that was built with SPLOST in the county was the Justice and Administration Center, where you and I worked for so many years. Uh, But interestingly enough, the Civic Center, as we called it in those mm-hmm. days, was part of the second package, the mm-hmm. package for the second uh, SPLOS program in 1988. And the project was initially sold to the public as a place where you can go see your kid graduate without worrying about what the weather's going to be on the football field right. you would be graduating on previously. So it was it was viewed as, I think it was probably viewed uh, as more than that by the commissioners that were in office at that time. Uh, they they were a very activist board and had visions of of what they wanted to see in the county and and having a a place for um, big type gatherings was part of that vision. 
for folks who were not here in 1985, it's hard for them to imagine the difference between Gwinnett County then oh, and yeah. Gwinnett County now. Yeah. Uh, but you know as well as I do, we, we didn't have uh, uh, places, a place where there, a large crowd could be uh, there for a, a, an event or I mean, the chamber dinner, for goodness sakes, was held outside Gwinnett <laughs> County. Can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, right? Not anymore. No. But uh, so the, that board decided that they wanted to create. Now, I will be honest. I didn't articulate it to... Uh, the folks who were in the office at that time, I was not so stupid as to do that, but I thought, why in the world would you put the Civic Center outside the city of Lawrenceville? Yeah. I mean, you got the county seat. Why would you not uh, place a facility like that in the county seat? But the decision was made, and this actually was closer to the geographic uh, center, center of the, of the county. county. Um, so the decision was made. They struck a deal with Eastern Airlines once the set the sales tax was passed at Eastern Airlines Pilots Retirement Fund. Really creative um, negotiations as uh, during that uh, in exchange for doing uh, improvements on Sugarloaf and uh, the I-85 uh, access point of Sugarloaf, uh, there was the ability to acquire additional acreage here. Uh, the initial site that was bought for the Civic Center was a good deal smaller than right. what we have now, even before the more recent additions of property here. So I'll give uh, kudos to the group of commissioners in office then for uh, having chosen a, a good site uh, and for using some creativity in how they drew the contracts that gave us a chance to to uh, acquire additional property. So that's, that's sort of the origination right. of a very small part of what's here in Gowsack so District Charlotte, now. So, Charlotte, for people who, as you said, didn't live here back in that time. Back in the olden days. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> make us both feel old. But talk about uh, how different Sugarloaf Parkway was back then. Well, it, it really didn't uh, It didn't exist, exist, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so people ask uh, oftentimes about the origination of the name for Sugarloaf Parkway. We'll have. I'll give credit to... Renee Unterman for coming up with the idea of, of former using commissioner. former commissioner uh, uh, as well as a number of other elected yeah. roles yeah. that she had uh, uh, for saying, well, you know, Sugarloaf Stables. Uh, uh, Sugarloaf is a, is a great name. It's catchy. There's not another one uh, around, and hence we have Sugarloaf Parkway now. But mm -hmm. that finishing, doing those road improvements that we can't imagine being without now. I mean, the county scene is important enough to extend Sugarloaf Parkway all the way around to Dekula, and hopefully we'll finish uh, all the way up to uh, another connection uh, at the northern end of Peachtree Industrial eventually. But, uh, uh, yeah, the, a lot of things, I guess part of, the, part of the point of making those, talking about that is how widespread the effects of that initial idea of, of uh, building a civic center for the county actually have all, all those effects have been created and when you're talking about uh they, you, you were you had some concerns about why would you take it out of lawrenceville mm -hmm. and even though this was the, the maybe the true center mm -hmm. of the county uh but when you say there was nothing here there was nothing here right. so that, that's why right. people were wondering why are you building that thing out in the middle of nowhere well, right uh, but it but it didn't stay nowhere for very <laughs> <So> long, long. <laughs> yeah, and would not have even without the Civic Center. I mean, yeah. Civic Center obviously drew attention to the area, but 
but uh, there was growth coming to this area even uh, without the county having made the decision to place the civic yeah. center here. And one other, I guess, point of reference for, as far as the area is concerned, you talk about Renee's uh, concept of Sugarloaf Parkway after Sugarloaf Stables. Mm -hmm. Sugarloaf Stables is where TPC Sugarloaf now sits. Correct. That entire Correct. development, uh, TPC golf course over there, all of that was just a place, there was a horse stable, and, and that was where it all came from. And, so. and the names of the two courses over there it, harken back to the, the that, horse farm background. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. And that, that is an interesting story. Mm -hmm. that I've tried to share that with some of the professionals that came over to play in the Mitsubishi Electric, and they said, are you saying this used to be a pasture? And I said, uh, yes, yeah. I, that's exactly what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Out here Everything did. was a pasture. <laughs> but so you you picked it out, and how big of a building, when you first, when you guys were first talking about this, what did you think it would turn into? Did you? Oh, I, I again, I will, I'll, at that point, I really didn't have a vision, uh, certainly not what it has turned into. Yeah. And I doubt seriously if any of the commissioners who were making the decisions at that time could have visualized it being as big a, a campus as it is now with the many different mm -hmm. uh, facilities that are available. Uh, but I, I'm positive, you know, uh, Lillian Webb was commission chair at that time. She's known for being a visionary, so I suspect she had some sense of, of the fact that it would become more than just the Civic Center. And, and some of her uh, cohorts on the yeah. commission probably had more uh more of a long-term vision than i did at that time so the campus got started off with again what was sort of called the gwinnett civic, civic center, center. Mm -hmm. uh and and for the purpose that you talked about just having a place where some things could take care mm -hmm. take place on a countywide mm -hmm. basis and then how did the arena conversation get started oh well arena uh, you know we, we focused on convention exhibit space and uh, but then arena was much later, uh, and, and a lot of it had to do with having a bigger space. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it, graduating classes in Gwinnett County for most of the schools continue to get bigger and bigger, and if you give four, five, six tickets to uh, each graduate exhibit halls, uh, suddenly we're beginning mm -hmm. to get tight for some of those graduations. So uh, that and and a, a place to have a larger concert events. Uh, I mean, it was a matter of looking at what the the market demanded. Same kind of thing that y'all are doing now. Mm -hmm. What does it take to compete with other facilities? Exactly. Because you know, if you, it's great to have the facility, but you, if you don't have uses for it that are helping pay the bills, then that's a whole different sort of problem. It is, and so the 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 concept just continued to grow in size, as you said, even before the arena. Y'all started adding on to exhibit space, and then the arena came along, uh, and then we sort of stayed at that uh, square footage, for lack of a better term, for, right. for several years. But then, while you were in office. Another SPLOS came up that really made a mm -hmm. significant change. And talk about that a little bit for our campus here. Well, you know, uh, you, uh, we, we continued again, again to, to <coughs> look at what the market was demanding, what it takes to stay competitive, what the needs of the community were. Mm -hmm. uh, staff and members of the Convention Visitors Bureau uh, shared information with, with the uh, Board of Commissioners and... Uh, we looked at different ways of financing the the improvements, um, and some of the same kind of issues that had come up when we were looking at ways to finance the uh, arena. Mm -hmm. uh, we did things that bond attorneys told us couldn't be done initially, but if you look at things hard enough, uh, usually you can find a way 
a legal way, a legal way. <laughs> to, to work through clarify work, that, right? work through the process. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. if if it's bonds issued by local government, we got to go into superior court and yeah. defend uh, the the legality of right. the bond issuance before right. it can be can be done. So yes, it was pretty important that it that it be done in a legal way, but. Uh, sometimes you just have to turn things around and look at them exactly. differently to, f- to figure out a way. And I'll give kudos to the finance uh, department team and uh, the outside experts, the bond attorneys and so forth that worked with us on that. That sort of laid the groundwork where we figured out a way to finance the arena, and, and it was it was uh, successful. The arena had demonstrated that mm-hmm. there was a demand for mm-hmm. that kind of facility, and, and then we... Uh, listening to uh, the market demands, particularly additional convention yeah. space, uh, we were just getting priced out, uh, you know, eliminated from mm-hmm. competition for some um, uh, of the types of shows and and conventions that we would like to have here. Mm-hmm. You know this better. I'm 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 no. preaching to the wrong person by by feeding back that kind of information to you, but. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there was a need for additional space so that we could be competitive at a different level. And um, it's like anything else. If you don't respond, if you don't figure out ways to change and grow, then you're going to become obsolete. Uh, I mean, the refurbishments that are happening yeah. uh, all through this complex now is an example of the kinds of things that have to be done all the time. All the time. And just to give some uh, credence to what you guys were thinking about with the arena and the market was there. And, and I tell people this all the time, and they look at me like they don't believe me, but it is true. Our arena in the past 10 years, not on a, a, a local level or a state level or a national level, but on a worldwide level, has been rated in the top 10 in the world relative to attendance for an arena of our size. And that just speaks volumes about what this building has done. So you guys, you guys <laughs> called it right. The market was there, and no, it's proven that did, many we times. We listened to folks like Preston Williams who knew what they were talking <laughs> about. Exactly what <laughs> and we had confidence about. in that. And so. I still listen to Preston Williams any chance I can get. So, But that building has proven to be such a huge success mm-hmm. and continues to be uh, you know, sort of the golden goose of our uh, of our campus, but that's sort of shifting a little bit too. Well, I'm not even a big concert goer, but to be able to say we've had uh, some of the artists that have come to Gwinnett County that we had them here in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a it's it's the kind of thing that a world class community expects, and if we're going to to be a world-class community in Gwinnett, then we need to offer those type of amenities. Yeah, and I think the other thing that was really smart that that was done in the beginning, not only with uh, the arena, but for our campus facilities overall, is pretty much putting a mandate to keep those buildings up to par. Yes. Uh, Our arena is now 20 years old, Mm -hmm. and we get people that walk in there all the time who are touring it for this or that, how, and they ask, how long has the arena been here? And, and, you know, we say it's been here for 20 years, and they're just astounded because it still looks so good because over the years it's been kept up in a manner that was dictated by the governing bodies that, you know, sort of put all this action in place. So, Well, as part of the the, main, the operational agreement, too, right. the, to put a certain amount of dollars mm-hmm. back for those type of activities. I mean, it's a way to – I mean, how many household budgets uh, – 
people are spending up against their limits without in regard to what happens if the auto breaks down mm-hmm. or the there's the house needs a, a new roof. Uh, the same tendency magnified becomes a problem with facilities like this, particularly uh, if it's a government facility where the the driver is not necessarily uh, profit like it would be in the private sector, but but it's still equally, if not more important, to make sure that you're maintaining the facilities in the right, yeah. right way. You let you let one thing go, and suddenly, instead of a roof, you need a lot of other things yep. because you had a big old leak in That's the That's exactly right. And the the uh, additions that we've made with this latest BLOST, uh, and you've had a chance to go, to tour all of that, that, that not, not long Correct. ago, as I recall. That's true. But as you said, one of our challenges was that we had a really nice facility. We just mm-hmm. didn't have enough space. Mm-hmm. We were very competitive in that market that only required X number of square feet for conventions and trade shows and stuff like that, but we were being completely left out of the market for some of those things that we would call a true convention, mm-hmm. where someone comes here for, comes on a Monday and leaves on a Thursday to stay the whole week. And uh, in that SPLOS uh, that was passed for what people are seeing on our campus now, we, we really doubled the size of our convention, uh, the exhibit space, as you talked about, right. and it's turned into a whole different place. Uh, also, uh, I, I kid all the time. I've probably kidded with you. Mm-hmm. I know more about parking decks than I've ever <laughs> known in my life. But uh, talk a little bit about why the parking deck issue became like an important part versus the surface parking that we had always had. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, I see it as part of the transformation in Gwinnett. I mean, real estate was the cheapest part of transactions in the past. That's no longer the case. No, it isn't. Uh, you have to make more out of each. Uh, square foot of real estate and that usually means that you're going to go up with parking and and shrink the amount of surface parking that you offer uh there's so many other things that could be done with the what was in surface parking and certainly the parking decks became very critical particularly you know with adding a hotel and all the other things, uh, future plans hopefully for some additional private sector mm-hmm. development on the on the property. Mm-hmm. Those plans couldn't have happened unless we transformed surface park and freed up that space by the use of decks. Yeah. And goodness knows, I know more about parking decks than I ever <laughs> wanted to as well. We both do, right? Painfully yeah. about how expensive they are for sure. Uh, anytime you try to impress somebody and you lead the conversation off and you say, we've got some beautiful parking decks. That's a tough <laughs> challenge to try to keep everybody on the edge of their uh, seat, but it's so important, uh, though. Well, I'm, I'm afraid that I lead with uh, what a wonderful sewer system we have. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of good stuff to talk about. Charlotte, you mentioned uh, when you were talking about in the early days of the convention mm-hmm. center that the Gwinnett Convention and Visitors Bureau, the GCVB, mm-hmm. uh, became a partner with the county based on an operations and management agreement for this campus mm-hmm. and the facilities. Talk a little bit about how that came to be. Uh, well, uh, we knew that we didn't. I, th- I think the decision was pretty uh, straightforward from the county's perspective that the county did not want to be operating the facility right. directly. Right. Uh, the that's really was not within the county's bailiwick, uh, not necessarily a, uh, something that the county would have expertise in doing. We uh, So the Convention and Visitors Bureau became 
the conduit for uh, the operations of the and maintenance of the facility. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in turn, contracted with a private sector company for a while to do that Good. as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, we try. I think that's one of the strengths of uh, Gwinnett County's culture is that we're not afraid to try something. Say, oops, that didn't work quite as well as we wanted it to, so let's else. try something else. Yeah. Let's don't just keep repeating right. something that doesn't seem to be working. Uh, and, you know, the building itself, that, that initial Civic Center building, it had a lot of issues, even <laughs> when it was supposedly complete. Uh, I'm experiencing uh, <laughs> a taste of that now, so, yeah. Well, it was, uh, there were, it, it, you know, things... Uh, Things don't always go the way we expect them to. In fact, in life, we can pretty much expect that there will be surprises. And yeah. uh, we continued to struggle uh, at the time that the facility was supposed to be finished. Uh, one of uh, the long, long, long-serving members of the Convention and Visitors Bureau came into office as a county commissioner, uh, very concerned about what was happening at the convention center. And... Uh, I'll have to hand it to Wayne Hill. He, uh, I think, suggested to that uh, commissioner uh, that perhaps he ought to go take a closer look at things. And yep. hence, Tommy Hughes's uh, <laughs> love affair uh, with the Convention and Visitors Bureau and with the uh, this complex here began. Uh, he still serves on our board exactly. and has been on, I don't know how many years, but many, uh, many years. And Richard, so. Tucker, Richard Tucker, again, uh, they, they went through a lot trying to get some of the initial mistakes uh, taken care of and, and guide what happened with the facility uh, later on. Uh, I, I, think, I think about, you know, what would this facility have been had we not ha found somebody like Preston Williams who yes. could... Uh, it could guide uh, not only board of commissioners could provide good advice to them, but the commission visitors bureau itself, and have the contacts within the the world of these type of facilities that he yep. did. Yeah. Fittingly, I think you know I think it was a wonderful thing that uh, commission visitors bureau decided to name the the greenway uh, that leads mm -hmm. into the, and and the park in honor of Preston. Uh, uh, most people in Gwinnett County have no idea of the contributions that he's made, not just to this facility, but but to the, the things that have had broader impacts too. So, thank y'all for having thought of that and for having done it. Well, you and I could talk about Preston Williams forever <laughs> and ever and ever because we're we're both big fans of Preston mm -hmm. and and all acknowledge. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was not only that he deserved mm -hmm. it. But I want people who are on this staff now who weren't here when Preston was here to understand who he is, mm -hmm. what, he ha what he did while he was here, and such a visionary through all that. So I do think it's a fitting mm -hmm. tribute. And, and uh, I, I think I told you, you were here the day we mm -hmm. dedicated yes. the park. Yes. Uh, Preston, Preston is not an emotional guy at all, but he was that day. That, <laughs> that meant a lot to him and, and uh, so well-deserved. Well, and they, I think he had more to say in front of a group than I've ever heard him say. He was a little chatty that day. He was a little chatty. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <clears throat> uh, I, I do think, Charles. Those people, I mean, it's, it, again, it, it, I can name a lot of other people who have had big contributions to this this district. But, uh, you know, it's those people did their part. Now they've handed it off to you and the current staff, the current members of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, good things still to come. Good things still to come. I do think. 
just to go back a few minutes about the O&M agreement, I, I, again, I don't know if it was, I'm assuming that y'all really thought that out hard and long, but if you think about other buildings mm -hmm. that are owned by a governmental entity and in fact are ran by a governmental mm -hmm. entity without mentioning anybody or any, any, any place, there have been instances where that became difficult based on individual and or politics in general. Uh, and the one thing that uh, I think everyone who knows anything about this organization is it's never been political here. Well, I mean, it's not it's not that folks that are involved are oblivious to yeah. the political no, no, arena. No, 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 exactly. But decisions don't get made just on that basis. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons that the facility has been as successful as it has is that it's being, you know, decisions are being made on the basis of things other than who's buddies with who exactly. or what a certain elected official wants or... Uh, it's just it has to be done on a much broader basis than that. Yeah, and I and I do talk to people all over the country now who run similar uh, facilities we have who don't have that uh, you know a little bit of a gap between the two mm -hmm. entities and uh, they talk all the time about you know I'm always getting a, a, a so and so who's in a governmental spot who mm -hmm. says well I think I should get this I should mm -hmm. get that and we've just never had that problem and I think I think it is to our advantage that that has played a part in our overall success as you said and thank you for saying that too so. well and and even though this is not a for-profit operation right, right. obviously the pressure to try to cover operational costs yeah. and, and provide some money for maintenance and and um, uh, 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 those big things that that are going to happen over time uh, I think focusing on that just meant it naturally needed to be run more like a business enterprise and not be tangled up in, in what happens within a, a government entity necessarily. Mm -hmm. So Charlotte, as a, uh, as a staff here now, I get my uh, senior staff together quite often and we talk about, uh, as you can imagine, a variety of things. But one of the things we always talk about is what do we want this campus to be 10 years mm -hmm. from now, 15 years mm -hmm. from now? If you were sitting in one of those meetings and it came around to your turn, what do you think you'd say about what would you like to see happen here 10 years and 15 years from now? Uh, I don't know that I have a specific vision. What I would say is that uh, it needs to continue to evolve mm -hmm. to match the needs of the community, to mm -hmm. be competitive. And I'm not smart enough to look 20 years out into the future and see what our competition is yeah. going to be. Right. Uh, embracing technology certainly... <clears throat> It should be an underlying factor in uh, all those decisions because we know uh, the dependence that people have on, on technology, the advancement in technology, means that where one person is, where two people are, where 2,000 people are, you better have the technology to support what they see as their needs. All right, I agree with that completely. So I'm going to shift gears just a little bit as we sort mm -hmm. of wrap up here, but uh, you serve on the ATL board yes. and uh, have been very involved in transit conversations mm -hmm. in Gwinnett County. Uh, one of the things that has always been talked about on this campus is that we would have a stop here for transit in some manner. I yes. don't know we've got. Yes. How, how do you think that that would be beneficial to us uh, versus not having that here now uh, as we speak? So. Well, uh, the, the Taylor Swift concert series <laughs> in Atlanta yes. is a perfect example of what transit could mean for this facility. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we heard some numbers uh, at our meeting. Uh, actually, it was at an ATL board meeting this morning. We heard numbers about the um, 
the huge increase in, in ridership dependence on martyrs for the three days that uh, that was going on. Uh, you know, we have we have better road system here mm-hmm. in Gwinnett County, but when you've got a huge uh, event uh, like a concert that's going to be sold out and you've got other things going on on this site, even now you feel a pinch, it's a I'm pinch. sure. It's a pinch. Whether it's for parking or for it's just the people being able to get in and out of, of the uh, parking facilities within a timely manner. Uh, transit can help alleviate that. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't erase it. But it gives people a different option, and I think it's going to be uh, continue. You know, our growth is not going to slow no. down from any indication that we're seeing. In fact, Rob Pitts, uh, the chair of the Fulton County Commission, and I were talking at the ATL board meeting. We were debating about whether Gwinnett County will overtake Fulton County in, by the next census, and I'm telling Rob, I don't know, but it's, the population is going to be cro- close. And he's saying, well, I think Gwinnett County is going to be bigger. It very well could be. Could be. Uh, and and you continue to hope that you'll draw from outside Gwinnett County exactly. too for yes, this facility. Yes, facility, uh, having uh, access, um, it's go- it's great that there'll be a hotel on site, mm-hmm. but that doesn't solve all the lodging issues that come with uh, the type of fa- of events that uh, we want to see at this facility. So, all those being the ability to to have mobility and to move around uh, for somebody who is not necessarily here driving their own car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to grow in, in uh, importance, going to continue to grow the need for that. Absolutely. And you mentioned the hotel, and I've, I've purposely <laughs> tried to stay away from that because we're actually going to have the uh, developers on the hotel on, on another show. And I, I can say, and I know that you would But agree. I can say I'm excited about yes, it, Yes, you can, can and we, I hope you will. <laughs> Uh, but we we feel like it, um, it it I know the word game changer is used a lot, mm-hmm. but in this case it will be a game changer. Uh, you know, it, it, as you said, to have people come here for a true convention where they stay all week, mm-hmm. they have a headquarters hotel that they can literally walk into the lobby of the hotel and walk into the convention center without going outside. Mm-hmm. Um, to have entertainment here on site for them to use while they're here. And that's what we're all aspiring for. That's sort of the, the next few steps well, that we're looking at. Yeah. I mean, oh that, that's what, uh, I mean, use an example. My husband and I just got back from a trip to England. The last night we were there, we stayed in the hotel that has an attached walkway to the terminal at Heathrow that we yeah. left from. Not bad, huh? No worry about the tra- <laughs> about transportation getting there. I could walk, them, walk across the, the enclosed walkway to the airport convenience i mean people are demanding more and more of that absolutely well charlotte i I will tell you that i think that um this is a really exciting time on our campus Mm -hmm. what's what's happening even now but really moving forward uh the excitement is going to get better and better and i just want to thank you and all you did to get us where we are today because i know for a fact how involved you were and uh on behalf of our entire staff and the people who enjoy our facilities i just want to say thank you for that it was a pleasure to be involved with. I like being told there's not a way to get something done. Absolutely. Uh, give me a challenge. They, they don't know you as well as I do. They wouldn't <laughs> make that statement. But thank you for being with us, I, and I hope you will come back and visit us again. Excellent. Be sure to follow us at gassouthdistrict.com for all the activities that are taking place on our campus. Also check us out on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, of course. You can listen to this program anytime on iTunes, 
Spotify, or your favorite podcast channel. Thanks again for being with us. See you next time on That's the Ticket. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. For show notes and further information about Gas South District and upcoming events, please visit our website at gassouthdistrict.com. That's the ticket.